Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update from the 15th of December 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Tuesday, the 13th, Claudia Diaz, former treasurer of the nation and nurse to the late Hugo Chavez and her husband, Adrián Velázquez, were found guilty of money laundering by a Florida judge. The judge found Diaz and her husband guilty of five of the six counts for allegedly accepting at least $4.2 million in bribes from Venezuelan businessman Raul Gorin. The bribes were received in accounts in Miami and used to pay for the couple's lavish lifestyle. The case relied on the testimony of one of Diaz's predecessors as treasurer, Alejandro Andrade, who was arrested in 2018 for the same crime but released earlier this year after his sentence was reduced for cooperating with the U.S. Justice Department. Speaking of arrests, on Friday the 9th, the Nicolas Maduro regime sentenced three suspects to 30 years for the drone attack committed against him in 2019. Henet Lopez, the judge in charge of the case, sentenced the retired military man, Juan Carlos Marufa Capozzi, his wife, Maria Oshliadora Delgado Taboski, and the retired colonel, Juan Francisco Rodriguez dos Ramos, for crimes of treason, terrorism, and association to commit a crime. Marufo and Delgado were arrested in March 2019 for allegedly being related to the drone attack against Maduro. On the 2nd of October of the same year, they were released, but that same day they were recaptured by officials of the Special Actions Forces. Rodriguez dos Ramos was also detained twice, first charged with conspiracy, released, and later detained again to be prosecuted for terrorism. Tamara Suhu, the lawyer and human rights defender, denounced that these political prisoners are in the torture cells of the General Directorate of Military Counterintelligence. Two sanctioned countries joining efforts. On Wednesday the 14th, Alexander Novak, Russian Deputy Prime Minister, announced that Moscow and Caracas will implement the MIR cards in Venezuela through the Central Bank of Venezuela. The announcement was made during a meeting of the Intergovernmental Commission on Trade and Economic Cooperation between Russia and Venezuela. MIR is a payment system established by the Central Bank of Russia to evade international sanctions after MasterCard and Visa cards stopped operating in Russia in 2016. Moving on, on Tuesday the 13th, Carlos Farias, Minister of Foreign Affairs, informed that Maduro's regime and the Netherlands government agreed to begin technical discussions to gradually reopen the maritime and air borders with the islands of Aruba, Curaçao, and Bonaire in the Caribbean Sea. On that note about travel, on Saturday the 10th, the national broadcast Juan Teixeira, the president of the National Institute of Civil Aeronautics, informed that after two years, this 31st of December, Venezuela will stop testing for COVID-19 at airports. Teixeira considered that this measure is good for the air sector, 
because with it, prices of tickets to Venezuela will have lower costs since passengers do not have to pay an extra $60 for the test carried out upon landing. On the same day, given the increase in the price of the dollar in the black market, Maduro announced that he and his cabinet will take measures to defend the official dollar of the Central Bank of Venezuela, known as BCV. However, he did not specify the measures that will be taken. While on Friday the 9th, the official rate was at almost 15 bolivars per dollar, the black market price was at 18 bolivars per dollar. In recent days, the price of U.S. currency has increased rapidly compared to the stability it maintained in previous months. Merchants have denounced that the states forces them to sell at the BCV price when, many times, they have to buy merchandise at the parallel exchange rate, which causes the loss of their capital to reinvest. In other news, on Thursday the 8th, the World Health Organization published the 2022 World Malaria Report, stating that Venezuela, Brazil, and Colombia represent 79% of malaria cases in the Americas. The document indicates that 223,000 cases of malaria were reported in Venezuela. This figure reflects a significant decrease because before the pandemic, the annual cases in the country were 467,000. Next up, on Monday the 12th in Zulia State, a group of prisoners from the El Marite prison took hostage the director of the center, Adreina Ferrer, the deputy director, Junior Uribe, and four custodians. They ordered them to be transferred to a prison in Trujillo State. Although the reason for the riot is unknown, the media outlets reported that during the riot, one inmate was injured. After 30 hours of negotiations on Tuesday the 13th, the hostages were released and 36 prisoners were transferred to the El Dorado prison in Bolivar State. On Thursday the 8th, a member of the military of the Bolivarian National Guard was detained by the police for human trafficking in the Yaracuy State. The apprehended man was identified as Danny Hasue Padija Bermudez, who was caught in flagrante in the streets of San Felipe City. After receiving a disappearance report from the mother of one of the victims, the Yaracuy State Criminal Investigation Service found Padija's vehicle with three teenagers inside. Immediately, Padija was arrested and transferred to the Yaracuyan police office. The girls were rescued and the case was sent to the public ministry. Moving on, on Monday the 12th, Agents of the Scientific Penal and Criminal Investigation Corps, known as CICPC, arrested 23 people for selling various types of drugs to minors in the Carabobo state. Douglas Rico, director of CICPC, said that the culprits organized electronic parties at which they sold psychotropic substances and narcotics to minors, commonly known as marijuana, cocaine, and tusi. 
The subjects were captured at a party in the middle of an event they had organized. Among their belongings, the police found 17 mobile phones, tobacco wrappers, lighters, and electronic cigarettes. In other news, on Thursday the 8th, Mexican police rescued 23 Venezuelan migrants who had been kidnapped on their way to the U.S. border. Six other migrants managed to escape from their captors and were located after the rescue, which took place on Wednesday the 7th in the vicinity of Ciudad Juarez, according to the statement from the Chihuahua State Public Security Secretariat. Two men were detained. On the same day, Argus Media, formerly known as Petroleum Argus Limited, reported that U.S. oil company Chevron will be in charge of the reactivation of the extra-heavy oil upgrader PetroPR located in the Orinoco oil belt. Since Chavez's renationalization of the energy industry in 2006 and 7, this will be the first time a foreign oil company has been allowed to exploit an upgrader. The reactivation comes after the United States expanded the limits of Chevron's operations to allow it to sell crude from its joint ventures in Venezuela exclusively in the North American market, in a positive response to Maduro's government agreeing to resume talks with the Venezuelan opposition. Speaking of oil, on Wednesday the 14th, 100 years passed since the discovery of El Barroso II, an oil well accidentally found by the Anglo-Dutch oil company Shell in Zulia State, changing the Venezuelan economy forever. Good news! On Saturday the 10th, the Canadian embassy recognized Marco Ruiz and Virgilio Trujillo with the 2022 Human Rights Award. Marco Ruiz is a journalist and renowned activist who defends the rights of press freedom and freedom of expression. Meanwhile, Virgilio Trujillo was a young activist committed to the protecting of the Amazon jungle against illegal mining by armed groups, for which he was assassinated on the 30th of June, 2022. Next up, on Monday the 12th, the Venezuelan weightlifting athlete Kedumar Vajanija won the Senior World Championship in weightlifting held in Bogota. The information was shared by Nicolas Maduro on Twitter, where he congratulated the athlete's achievement. And that's it for this week. Christmas is around the corner, so what's your favorite Christmas tradition in Venezuela? It can be official or unofficial regional or national, personal or communal. Let us know at Venezuela at Rorschach.com. Hasta la próxima.